Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. Tonight, you guys are in for a treat. Raise your hand if you came to Sunday morning service. Yeah. How phenomenal was that? It was amazing. So, so last night, Tyler and I and Pastor Jonathan and his son Jacob got to go to this conference. And I was like, okay, let's go. Like, this will be awesome. I really didn't know what it was all going to entail. And so we go to this conference, and then we get to ride home with the speaker. And mind you, this guy was, like, on fire on stage. So I'm like, I'm going to annoy this guy to death with all my questions because I got to just glean any wisdom I can on the way home. So I'm so glad he showed back up today. But uh, anyways, so as we're coming home, he's telling us all he's just, he's so chill. Like, he's like, yeah, like, yeah, I, you know, I, I talk to the Super Bowl teams every year. I'm like, cool. And, and then, you know, like I told you guys, like I'm trying to write a book and whatnot. And I'm like, how do you market for your book? He's like, you know, I just go on the Today Show and go on Good Morning America. I'm like, good, great. That's awesome. Thank you, Reggie. But anyways, so, yeah, yesterday when we were on our way home, he said that uh, this year he was talking to the Super Bowl teams, and Gronk came around the corner. They have these motivational speakers for NFL teams, and Reggie is one of them. And Rob Gronkowski comes around the corner, and he goes, it's you? I got to go get Tom. So he goes back and gets Tom Brady, and 40 players behind Tom come up because they want to listen to Reggie. So you guys are in for a treat. Would you join me in welcoming Reggie Dabbs? Okay, everybody good? All right, I'm good. If you're good, I'm good. If you're good, say I'm good. Okay, now look, I just got to do something. I got to do something. It's very, very important. I got to tell you a story, all right? And in order for you to get this story, I got to make it right. And so, sound guy, I'm going to play a little love story music. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, bro. Just keep it right there. That's good. Once upon a time. There was a man and there was a woman. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> I'm going to do it one more time. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a man and there was a woman. Tonight I am here to tell you how they met. This weird, really weird, ain't never happened to me. But here's how it happened. This dude was sleeping. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, he woke up because he heard a voice. It was just like, and he just, huh? And this dude's name is Jose. And this voice goes, Jose. And it was God. Okay, now hold on. God ain't never talked to me like that. And I'm happy because I'd have a stroke. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm two at the morning sleeping and this, this white dude go, Reggie, why are you, why you in my room, number one? And number two, why you got a deep voice like Barry White up in here? What's up with that? So so God don't talk to me like that because he know I die, all right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, this is weird. So here it is. God literally went, Jose. And he's like, yes, Lord. He says, get up, get dressed, go outside, look across the street. He went outside, looked across the street, and he saw a girl. Now, look. I'm from the city. So you country people, 
y'all probably just have people walking up and down the street at all time and but if it's 2 a.m and you go outside and there a girl out on the street it ain't good bro just thought i'd let you know that all right all of a sudden that voice said go ask her her name so he walks over and this girl she pretty doll real pretty and he goes my name is jose what is your name and she looked at him and went <laughs> my name's gomer Okay, his, her voice wasn't that deep. <laughs> but Gomer's like a dude name, so I was like, my name's Gomer. That, that would throw me off. You know, a girl named Gomer, nah, have a good day. I got to go, all right? That wasn't God. That was the devil, all right? I'm just saying. But okay, but it was, it was like, my name's Gomer. <laughs> and he's like, that's the most beautiful name ever. You know you got a brother if your name's Gomer, and he think it's the most beautiful name ever. Dude, they fell in love off the bat. It was incredible. It was amazing. He ended up marrying her. And then she gets pregnant and they have a son. Now, I had to write it down because I can't believe this happened. Right before their first child was born, Jose is like, got to have a good name, got to have a good name, got to have a great name. And all of a sudden, that voice, that God said, name him. Y'all ain't going to believe the name. Their firstborn son, his name in English means punisher. Now, if you in kindergarten and they do roll call, Billy, here, Tommy, here, punisher, your mama. You want to make that boy your friend. Y'all know what I'm saying? It don't care if he can play basketball or not. He my boy, all right? Who's your best friend? Punisher? <laughs> What you got to say now? Uh, I love it. Some of you, even behind the mask, you're like, there's something wrong with him. Punisher, she gets pregnant again. All of a sudden, she has a second child, and that voice comes back again, and it said, name your daughter. No love. So you got Punisher and no love. Children's services is coming to your house, all right? Dennis had another boy, a little boy. And the voice goes, name him. Not my people. Punisher. No love. Not my people. That was the name of their three children. But it was all good. Because Jose and Gomer, they loved each other and it was great. Until one night he came home from work and all three kids were there and she was not. And she didn't come in until like 11, 11.30 at night and he fed the kids, put them to bed. And he's like, where were you? She goes, never mind, it's okay. I love you so much. And it happened again and again and again. Then it started happening so bad that she wouldn't even come home until the next morning. And he was like, well, why are you doing this? What are you doing? And nobody knew what was happening. But the kids, they knew. Because when she would be gone late at night, sometimes Punisher would be around the corner from his dad's bedroom, and he'd hear him. He would be sitting at his wife's dresser where Gomer gets dressed. And he quoted this poem over and over again. He said, she decks herself with rings and jewelry and goes to meet her lover. But me, she forgot. She decks herself with rings and jewelry and goes to meet her lover. But me, she forgot. 
so much that Punisher one day was playing with his sister and little brother, and all three were going. She decks herself with rings and jewelry and goes to meet her lover, but me, she forgot. And Jose said, where did you learn that? Punisher goes, every night you say it. Every night you say it. And all of a sudden, one day, she just didn't come back for day after day after day. He had to get somebody to watch the kids, so he went to work. But he made sure every day, except for Friday, this lady would be there when the kids got home from school. But one Friday, he had to go home. He had to get home, but he had a client, and he's trying to get home. He's trying to get there. And all of a sudden, as he's going there, to get there before the school bus gets there, to get there before his kids get home, there was a certain shortcut he had to take, but he would never take it on Friday because Friday was the day that they sold slaves, and he didn't want to go there. He hated the way the men would yell at women with no clothes on. They would strip them, but he had to to get there in time for his kids. So he went that way, and he had his head down, and he can hear the man say, Take him, stripper, stripper. And then all of a sudden, that voice, that same voice that named his kids, the same voice that got him his wife, that same voice that he knew was God's voice, it said, look at her. Look up. And he goes, she naked. I'm not looking. He goes, look. And when he looked at the woman being sold, it was gone. And something in his heart licked. And he bid on his wife and he won and they looked at him and said go home get your money come back and we'll give her to you he ran and he got home and, and the kids show up and Punisher goes dad what are you doing because he's like got the, the, the good china he's got all this stuff and he's going to cash it in he goes I just bought your mom back I bought your mom back and Punisher said why are you doing this why are you doing this and no love said I don't understand she did all this stuff to you you should leave her and while that was happening the youngest not my people went and got all his Legos and he came back and he goes dad sell these they're very very expensive because I want mom back too. And he took the kids with him. And they bought mom. Um, just so you know, I made Jose. Hosea is his real name. And it's one of the books in the Bible. That story is in Hosea chapter 2. And when I heard you guys were speaking on love and talking about love, I just thought it would be cool to tell you my favorite love story ever in the Bible. Because here's something I do not understand. After everything that woman did, why would Hosea buy Gomer back? Knowing that she left him, knowing that she traded, knowing everything that she did to him, left her children, left everything. How and why would he do that? Why would he continue to love her? Why would he go, she's my wife. Why won't you take her? He looked at Punisher, and he looked at Nola, and he said, she's my wife. She's your mom. Why would he do that? But then I can also ask, why did God redeem me? Why did God love Reggie? Why would God continue to give his unconditional love to people who throw him away every single day. Hey, there's something that I did at the bottom. I got another scripture for you. I got to give it to you. And, it, and it's simply this. In the Psalms 103 verse 10, it says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve. 
he does not treat us as our sins deserve. I wrote these things down for you this afternoon. You see, God chooses you and loves you. This love story is your story. This love story is my story. Even if you are faithless, he will remain faithful. If you are enslaved, God will buy you back. If you are lost, God will find you. If you are ashamed, God will cover you. If you wander off, he will bring you back home. If you give up, he will never give up on you. No matter where you are and no matter what you do, you will always have God. Now, so you college kids can know, and if you wasn't around or this morning, I do like the, after all the accolades people put on me and the things I get to do. Hey, bottom line is, if my dad was to walk in this room, I have no idea who he is. I grew up in foster care my whole life. My mom slept with a man for $20 to get food for my brother and my two sisters. I didn't meet my brother or my sisters until I was 50 years old and I'm 57. I didn't meet my real mom until I was 50 years old and I'm 57. One of my two sisters died of a drug overdose. I never got to meet her. I just got to see her tombstone. I'm not telling you this to feel sorry for me. I'm telling you this because the world says I ain't nothing but a $20 bill. But God said I'm worth the cattle on a thousand hills. Uh, y'all hear me? Uh, just, just hear me out. Hey, I, I know, I know, I know. And you got to understand, every accolade that I get, every good thing that I get to do, all these things and places and people that I meet and names that I know, it all happened because one day I realized I am way better with God than without him. Because better is one day in his house than a thousand days elsewhere. My simple thought on the end of your love series and doing my love song, it's literally called love song, <laughs> is to ask you, do you know him tonight? Do you know my Savior? Hey, I ain't making nobody do nothing. I'm just, I just know jokes. I can tell a cool story. I pull people in with my words because it's real simple. Everybody has been lost. Everybody has gone a place they wish they'd never done. Everybody has done something they wish they'd never done. Everybody has a day they wish they can go back and change. But you cannot change your past, but you can change your future. If there's something in your yesterday that hurts really bad, if there's something in your yesterday that you can't seem to get over, then maybe you need something stronger than what happened to you, faster than what happened to you, more powerful than what happened to you. Whatever you find, and I hope his name's Jesus, because I can only tell you what helped me, and that's who it was. He was bigger than being the son of a prostitute. He was faster than being let go. He was more powerful than my mom giving me away and saying that I was a mistake. And if he could do that for me, he could do it for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You see, there was a price that had to be paid. It's a simple story. There was a little boy in the sixth grade, loved walking home with his friends. One day walking home with his friends, is the last, all his friends go left, all his friends go right, all his friends turn this way and that way, but he only has to go three houses and he's walking by himself. But people knew that he walked by himself those last three houses. And one day, a van with no plates pulled up, grabbed a boy and took him because dad was a very wealthy man. Then there was a phone call three hours after he was supposed to be home, a phone call that said, 
one million dollars and we'll give you your son back. He didn't have a million dollars. He couldn't get it. They needed it by 9 p.m. That phone call was at 5 p.m. He did not know what to do. The banks are closed. At 7 p.m., there was a doorbell ring at his big mansion. When they opened the door, the FBI had their guns drawn because it was a teenager with a big, huge duffel bag. And the teenager said, my boss sent me. He said to give this to your owner of this house. And they opened up the bag, and it was $1.2 million. And they said, who's your boss? He goes, they told me not to tell you. Where is he from? It doesn't matter. How do we pay him back? You don't need to. I don't understand. He goes, get your son. He's paying the ransom for your son. What would you do? You'd go get your son, wouldn't you? I'd go get my son. I'd say, FBI, quit asking questions. Give me the duffel bag. Let's go. Let's go. That's what Jesus did. And I know some of you, you're like, some of you business people, you're going to college for business, like, wait, they wanted a million, but there was 1.2 million in the bag. You see, that's the way Jesus works. He won't give you just what you need. He'll give you over and above what you need. He'll make your life count. But it starts with this. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's your choice. I love it. I literally look at this. In the Bible, it says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I'll come in. And I remember one time I preached on this, and I said, you know what? A lot of people have Jesus knocking on this beautiful, you know, door, double doors, you know, stained glass windows. Oh, no. I got Jesus knocking on a bathroom stall. Who knocks on a bathroom when it says do not disturb? Don't they know somebody trying to handle their business on the other side of that door? And then somebody, and you're like, oh, bro, easy, occupied. Seriously, man, I'm trying. I got to handle my business. Why are you knocking? It's about to get stinky up in here. But see, that's the way some, I don't know about you. That's my life. Why does God want to come in on my nasty? Because that's exactly what I want. He didn't care. He didn't care where I've been. He didn't care how bad it smelled. He didn't care what I was doing. Because the brother had Lysol. He can clean it up. But guess what I had to do? Open the door. And let him. Jesus, I thank you for every young person here tonight. I thank you, God, that you love us. I thank you that you care about us. Jesus, I know you're the way, the truth, and the life. I know that no man comes to you but through the Father. And God, I pray right now that you would speak hope and love to every person in this room. God, I pray, God, as I ask these questions, that somebody in this room will realize how much that they need you tonight. God, let them remember and know. This ain't a cult. This ain't some kind of incantation. Because to be a cult, you got to have a smart guy speaking. And you, God, you know I'm ADD. You know I'm really bad (laughs) ADD. So help somebody who's struggling tonight. Help someone who's hurting tonight. Help them the way you help me. Everybody say amen. Before I ask you the most important question of your life, 
you need to know the saddest day of my life. At 13 years old, I decided to take my life and give up on hope. But my foster care dad walked in my bedroom at 3 in the morning because he heard me cry. What I didn't know was I was so sad the days leading up to that morning that he slept by my door for three nights in a row. And on that third morning at 3 a.m., he heard me cry. He came in and told me that he loved me. And he was the reason why I never gave up. And he's the reason why I asked Jesus to be my Savior. That Romans 10, 9, very important. Because see, Jesus won't, he won't walk into your life unless you open the door. He's the perfect gentleman. He'll let you go through whatever wrong you're doing until the day you say yes to him. Say yes to him. And we're going to do it together. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, we're going to say a prayer. It's asking Jesus to be Lord of your life. As we say this prayer, as I say these words, repeat them after me. You know if you need this. You know if you've run away. You know if you've sold yourself to something, but you want to come home, but you don't know how. Tonight was a setup for you. Two weeks ago, I wasn't even going to be in this town tonight, but I'm glad I got to come. So when we say these words, you know if you need these words, just ask him, give him a chance. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is real. All you're doing tonight is saying, God, if you can help me, I'm opening the door right now. If you can love me, I'm letting you pay that price for me right now. So everybody help me out. Everybody say, Jesus, tonight I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I know tonight that I need you. I have nowhere else to turn. I have no one else to go to except you, Jesus. So I'm saying what the Bible says. I believe you, Jesus, died for me and rose again. So on this Sunday night, I can ask you, and by faith, I can be free. So be my Savior. Every head bowed, every head closed, no one looking around. I'm asked the pastor to come up and stand with me. Come on, just stand right beside me, right here. Here's what I need you to do. I said it this morning, I'll say it again. The Bible says that, uh, it says, if we, we proclaim Jesus before men, he will proclaim us before his Father in heaven. So I'm simply going to ask you to do this. And if she squints, she can see everybody in this room, all the way back, all the way to the back. But on the count of three, if tonight you said, Reggie, I had to get right. Reggie, I said that prayer. Reggie, I meant it. I did. I gave God my life. Now, I'm not asking you to proclaim Jesus before an entire room. Just one pastor with a cool hat. That's all I'm asking you to do. So on three, if you tonight got right with Jesus, I want you to just look up and wave at her until she waves back to you. Ready? One, two, three, go. And when she waves back, you can stop waving. Jesus Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to ask pastor to pray. And she may speak to you for a couple of seconds. But what's going to happen next? It's kind of cool. I have kids in our youth group who've never been to church before. And what they call what's about to happen, they call it Christian karaoke. It's really called praise and worship. But it's, think about it. It's Christian karaoke. But it's a moment and it's a little block of time where you've heard the word, you've accepted it, 
or you're listening to it again. And some of the songs and the words you're going to see on the screen is going to help you understand the preaching a little bit better. But listen to Pastor. Listen, hear her. Respond to what she asks you to do. And when we get to these songs, stay tuned in. Look at the words and let them touch your heart. I'd love to come back and be with you again sometime. But I might have to slide out because my flight's at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning in Cedar Rapids. And I need Santa and his sleigh to get there in time. I'm going to have her pray. Bow your head, close your eyes. God, we just thank you so much for this time and this space that we have together. And I just thank you so much for Reggie and just the light that he is and that he just shows up and he just loves people. And I just pray that we can have that simplicity in our faith. That we can have that childlike faith that just shows up and is just ready to love people. And God, there are some students tonight who maybe don't know much about you, maybe have just discovered this love that they can have with you. God, I just pray that you would move mightily in their hearts and in their minds tonight. That you would just give them the strength and the wisdom and the faith to open the door that you're knocking at, to let go of whatever mistakes or pains or hurts are in their past, God. Help them to have the strength to turn that knob and to open the door to you. You're our first love, God, and I pray that every single individual in this room tonight would believe that and would accept the love that you're extending to us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights with service beginning at 7 p.m. And the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.